Hi, smooches. You're listening to Make Out Already. On this episode, Liz and I review and recap the 2022 movie, I Want You Back, starring Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. We give an extensive recap and talk about the beauty of two scumbags finding each other and getting their happy ending. Spoilers ahead. Hey, Meg. Hey, Liz. How long has it been since we watched the movie that we're about to recap? (laughs) And how many times have we had a text message exchange saying, oh, yeah, we have to record that one. There was a certain point at which you were like, oh, yeah, we need to do this episode. And I was thinking, oh, we needed to edit it because I assumed it had already been recorded because it had been so long. Mm-hmm. Has it been a month since we watched it or less than that? I don't know. <laughs> you came over to my house. Yeah. We made cookies. Yes. You told me about how the break and bake selection at the grocery store was atrocious because of supply chain issues. Correct. Yeah. Um, I ate a lot of Pringles. We ate a lot of Pringles and I like rode my little bike because I can't sit still. Um, (laughs) that, and that was at least two, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty confident I could take us on a chaotic plot synopsis. Cool. I feel confident that I can contribute after looking at the Wikipedia page. It's all coming back to me. So (laughs) Okay. We, we are discussing the movie I Want You Back, which is an Amazon Studios production starring Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, also starring Scott Eastwood, Manny Jacinto, Manny Jacinto's cheekbones, mm. yeah. Gina Rodriguez, and <laughs> Clark Bacco. And also, apparently, the nepotism baby of Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Uh, so is that strictly like a reference to the tweet about the Apatow child, um, Maude Apatow, the term um, nepotism baby? No, I feel like I've heard that phrase lots of times before, but yeah, the thing about like Leslie now being the more famous parent is hilarious to me. <laughs> especially after okay I have to address this because of how many times including in another episode that we recorded that will be out probably before this one maybe (laughs) like what a huge fan of Judd Apatow movies I am even though I know that like there's a lot of things that would not make it and should not make it into a movie these days but like his tweet about the whole Chris Rock Will Smith situation was so fucking cringe cringe and out of pocket and that is all that I will say about that yeah didn't he say he could have died yeah yeah I saw a very funny like oh what is the word I'm looking for not parody but something tweet of that that's like he could have died what if his hand was covered in bees and he was definitely allergic to bees (laughs) yeah there were a bunch of those (laughs) Yeah, Twitter was yeah. unbearable for a few days. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm glad it's dying down a bit. Um, yeah, so this came out this year uh, in February. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the few Amazon original movies that I've ever watched so far. Yeah, I don't know that I've watched any of them. I think that Amazon Studios is doing 
Mexican Gothic maybe <gasps> and red, white, and Royal blue. I think that they're the ones putting that out. Um, okay. Well, I'm on board. I cannot be certain, but I believe one of those. This film begins with a breakup, two mm-hmm. breakups. Actually, we have our two main characters who are, Jenny Slate and Charlie Day playing Emma and Peter. Mm -hmm. When the story starts, they're in relationships with like really good looking people. (laughs) And like they seem pretty happy and they both get totally blindsided by what they consider to be like a sudden out of the blue uh, breakup. Mm -hmm. So Jenny Slate is dating a very athletic, sporty guy. He's a trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, and she is not at all into any of that. No. And Charlie Day is in a long-term relationship with a woman who he's close enough to that they are living together. Right. And yeah, I think they've been together for like six six years years or something. Yeah. And she breaks up with him at one of her kid relatives birthday parties. Right. Right. Um, and they both take it pretty hard because Mm -hmm. they're both convinced that this was the person for them Mm -hmm. and they happen to be working in the same office building and therefore are crying in the same stairwell Mm -hmm. (laughs) at work the next day which like who among us um i I usually go for the bathroom but yeah (laughs) bathroom stairwell those were usually my haunts yeah yeah so they they bump into each other and you know they're both so emotionally raw that it they kind of sort of confide in each other that they're each suffering from a breakup mm-hmm. and in their loneliness they decide to comfort each other so they go out get super wasted during karaoke until point when Emma is like you know what I need to call my ex because he will take me back if I just get a hold of him and Peter's like no 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 that's a terrible idea mm-hmm. they'll never get back with us unless they miss us and how about we be each other's sadness sisters and and if we feel the urge to call we just call each other instead Mm -hmm. so they sort of strike up a friendship in this way and then through like the social media grapevine they learn that their exes are already moving on Mm -hmm. pretty quickly already finding themselves in other relationships and obviously this worsens the situation for mm-hmm. them and take that even harder. Yeah. But it does inspire them to um, come up with a plan, which is we know these other people are right for us. They just don't realize it yet. So our job is to help them realize it by mm-hmm. breaking them up with the people that they're happy to be with now. It's a stupid plan. It is a stupid plan. So Emma is going to help Peter out by trying to break up his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend who's Manny Jacinto Mm -hmm. and Peter um, doesn't have the the allure required I don't think to like lure uh, her Mm ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend away so he's gonna get a like a bro friendship going and Mm -hmm. try to like plant some seeds of like oh wasn't Emma so fun don't you want to get back with her um yeah so We should say that Gina Rodriguez's character is a teacher Mm -hmm. and she 
always wanted to be an actress and that dream didn't pan out. So she wanted to see the world. She wanted to do all these things and she breaks up with him because I think she feels like he's holding her back. She's holding herself back by being in this relationship. Something needs to change. So she gets together with the high school theater teacher, Mm -hmm. which is not quite expanding your horizons the way you would think. Right. I mean, he is incredibly good looking. Yes. And then (laughs) the Scott Eastwood teacher, the Scott Eastwood character, he Mm -hmm. gets together with like a, like a vegan baker or something like like super into keto stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's very beautiful. And they, I mean, they both seem like they're with people who are better matches for them to be perfectly honest. Yeah, for sure. So um, Emma decides that she can infiltrate the relationship by volunteering at the high school to help design sets and Mm -hmm. and just get ready. She does not have a child at that school. (laughs) She claims it's because of her love of theater and the fact that she was in the production uh, Little Shop of Horrors herself as a high schooler. And uh, she's going to use this to like weasel her way between, um, oh God, what's his name? Logan and Anne. Okay. And then, uh, so Peter decides that he's going to go to the gym and get Emma's ex to be his personal trainer and just charm his pants off and become best friends. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's working. Yeah, both okay. plans initially start out strong yeah yeah and you know it's good for peter too because he's like changing up his routine he's getting some exercise he's Mm -hmm. like meeting these fitness goals honestly (laughs) like about like running a mile in a certain like Mm -hmm. amount of time or whatever um so things are going successfully but perhaps a little more successfully for emma because she goes out to dinner I think this is the night before the opening night of Little Shop before or after the opening some milestone related to the play yeah she gets herself invited to dinner with Logan and Anne and she's like I'm gonna bring out the big guns and Mm -hmm. she's like let me just have a, a drink of my wine here my liquid courage I find you both very attractive mm-hmm. and Logan hilariously is like Honestly, I expected this. I expected <laughs> this to happen. And so Anne's she, like, who the what now? Yeah, all of her orifices are clenching. And mm-hmm. but she's trying to be cool because she wants to be this like artist, free spirit. Um, she's trying to make a turn from being like the uptight English teacher that she really blames Peter for, even though mm-hmm. that's really just like her personality, but she agrees to do this threesome they'll do it uh to celebrate opening night um so this this happens this comes to fruition they are all at the apartment together having some wine and it is like an incredibly cringe but very hilarious few scenes to watch where they're like not neither of the women involved like really want any part of what's about to happen this feels like probably the most realistic threesome put on <laughs> film yeah it's like they they he can't do things ambidextrously they're yeah. kind of like competing and 
they start to dance for him yeah they want to forestall the actual threesome so they're like how about we dance for you mm-hmm. and there's a certain point where he's like you guys have been dancing for kind of a while <laughs> we like move on so as things are about to move to the bed Anna's like I can't do this this is not who I am and you know if you were really into me you wouldn't be making me do this with this horrible woman and Mm -hmm. my boring ex-boyfriend would never have done something like this to me and he's not that boring and I appreciate him yeah she she, made a mistake yeah so she she flees the scene and Logan's like well now it's just the two of us and Emma's like no peace (laughs) like she leaves (laughs) yeah um so meanwhile right and charlie and charlie Pete and peter peter and noah peter and noah they uh decide that they're gonna go out yeah peter's trying to remind noah of like the fun all-nighter parties that he and emma used to do Mm -hmm. so they go to this sleazy club yeah where the new girlfriend does not want to hang out Mm-hmm. she's like that place is sticky yeah she's <laughs> like I need to shower just thinking about that place and I was like yeah I know exactly what she's talking about mm-hmm. so Noah is ostensibly going to wingman for Peter mm-hmm. and he does um not super successfully or maybe too successfully mm-hmm. I don't know they end up going home with these women where Peter's hoping to get Noah to cheat on his new girlfriend so they mm-hmm. break up very um, classy yes <laughs> super nice um it doesn't turn out that way it does turn out that the women they went okay. home with we gotta, are we gotta build it up we gotta build it up <laughs> okay so they say like oh oh we work in PR and they have this amazing house that they're sharing and mm-hmm. they have a hot tub and Pete Davidson is the ex-boyfriend of one of them and brings, is it, do they do Molly? Okay. Uh So they do Molly and they decide that it would be really cool to jump from the second floor into the hot tub, Mm -hmm. which is just a bad move. None of them get injured. None of them die. It is miraculous. It is miraculous. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But then it turns out you were going to say yeah so they are climbing out of the hot tub she's putting on a hoodie and peter notices that it says track and field for a high school Mm -hmm. he's like what pr firm did you say you work for again and she's like something personal research and he's like that's That's not not what what pr PR stands stands for for. he's like how old are you and she's like 23 and then she says like 19 and he's like how old are you really and she's like 17 and he's like we gotta get out of here (laughs) it also we should say that no touching or kissing happened but it was moving in that direction that was. was the intention yeah yeah at that moment her dad comes home there's like a horribly cringe interaction there where he's talking about how he wants to have kids of his own or he wants a daughter (laughs) not your daughter yeah not your daughter um and the whole thing shakes up noah a lot Mm -hmm. the dad oh i actually never watched that show what what was it the oc 
The okay. dad is, I think his name is Ben McKenzie, who is ride mm-hmm. in the OC. Yeah. And he was like, Peter was calling him, sir. And he's like, don't call me, sir. I'm your peer. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So Noah is shaken up and it really makes him like assess his priorities at this time. And mm-hmm. he makes this decision. Like I love my girlfriend. I'm going to propose to her. Like mm-hmm. this has been a real moment of clarity for me. So Peter is taking a big L yeah. And, um, so after all this, Peter and Emma are meeting up for recon at a diner where, um, Noah or where Peter is going to say that he didn't hold up his half of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Noah is going to get married. Um, and as Emma's going to say that her half really did work, uh, Peter gets a phone call from Anne where she's wanting to get back together. And he's mm-hmm. like, thank you, Emma. Thank you so much. And he basically just like hops out the door real quick. Yeah. Leaving Emma there alone. Yeah. So uh, he comes up to her office the next day at work, or maybe it's like a couple of days mm-hmm. later. She's like, Hey, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, she, we got back together. You know, she, she said she missed me. I just want to thank you. She's like, yeah, no problem. Like you can tell she's having ambiguous feelings about the whole thing Mm -hmm. she's like okay well um hey this movie that we've been talking about at that place we go to is going to be playing next weekend do you want to go he's like oh I don't really know if we should hang out anymore because you know Anne can't know that I know you yeah um and Anne is definitely gonna remember her yeah (laughs) threesome witch (laughs) (laughs) And so they're both kind of like come into this realization at the same time being like, wow, why didn't we think of this? And they both are pretty sad about it. And Emma is not only sad, but feeling starting to feel mad. Yeah, as well she should, because she points out that she ended up without a friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peter made a new best friend, her Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend is getting married and Peter is going to the wedding Uh, and Peter got his girl back. So Peter got everything out of this deal and she got nothing. And she is just sitting at home in the apartment that she shares with a college age couple Mm -hmm. who have very loud, um, very emotional (laughs) sex (laughs) all the time. Um, And just like eating an entire box of cinnamon toast crunch by herself on the regular, which that is, that is my cereal that I can, like, if there is a box of cinnamon toast crunch in my home, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm eating for the rest of the day. And it's going to be gone within (laughs) that business day. Are you also eating portions of it out of your own hair though? (laughs) If it got in my hair, I would eat it. Sure. Yeah. 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 But no, it, it all goes in a bowl. It it gets milk. It, it it gets all the things. It's just many, many bowls of cereal. Sure. That is a pretty good one. I really am partial to what is it? Reese's puffs, the chocolate peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That one's that, that one's, one's my okay. cereal of choice. I like uh, it because it's a little salty. My husband sent me a video on TikTok of a guy and it wasn't a weight loss thing. It was a diabetes thing. Diabetes does run in my family. So it is a thing that I should think about. Mm -hmm. And it was a video of a guy showing the amount of sugar in 
like a normal size, not a serving because a serving is like nothing, but a normal yeah. size bowl of cinnamon toast crunch with milk. Yeah. And he showed the amount of sugar that's in it. And I replied to him sending me that video with, I want a divorce. <laughs> so no, I'll but just yeah, mean it, to curse you with that and all. <laughs> yes, because because it's horrifying. Yeah. so like how much was it oh gosh it was something insane it was like five tablespoons or something like all all sugar I've definitely done worse than that in a a portion of food but um, yeah so I can't imagine me eating a whole box it's I I don't want (laughs) to see that visual Oh, okay. So then what does Noah do that I implore people to not do for the Uh, love of God? Invites his ex to his wedding. Don't invite your exes to your wedding. No, No. I will say though that I love how it ended up with the, all the tension at this wedding. But in the meantime, before, before this wedding happens, um, Peter has been reflecting on some of his conversations with Emma and deciding like he was stagnant before when he was mm-hmm. with Anne, um, not because of Anne, but just because of, of where he was in life. And he wants to go out on his own and open his own um, nursing home. Yeah, because because oh, he's always his passion was senior care because of an experience that he saw with a family member. He was just really close with his grandparents. Yeah. 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 And then instead of being a force for good for that community, he ends up pretty high up in a company that's like, how can we cut costs? Let's just feed them less, pretty much. Right. Right. When he expresses this idea to Anne, she's not very supportive about it. She's like, oh, you know, just you're just comfortable and that's okay. You don't have to try to do anything different. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously like replaying that in his head against Emma's reaction, which was like, yeah, you should absolutely do Mm -hmm. that. I fully believe in you. Yeah. Um, And Emma is making changes herself. Mm -hmm. She's moving out. She's, um, uh, she's not getting a new job. Is she but she was taking some classes or something. I don't remember what her thing was. I do remember that after she encouraged him to take steps toward his actual passion, mm-hmm. that he gives her a copy of what color is your parachute. And she's initially deeply offended because she yeah. feels like it's another person trying to point out how directionless she is and trying to give her unsolicited advice but he's coming at it from the point of you really inspired me right and I want to try to inspire you and I thought that this might get some ideas going for you so I'm I'm gonna see if I can find out what it was that she yeah she's studying to to become a school counselor oh because we have to talk about the kids she befriends (laughs) yeah which is a really great like sub slub plot mm-hmm. one of the kids that's in the production of little shop is having some familial trouble mm-hmm. he's a real smart ass yeah. and they really connect over their shared mutual smart assness yeah and you know she's there for him when he needs it and he's kind of there for her in a way too because she doesn't have a lot of people in her life yeah. but she um i think 
liked being in the position of being able to offer him a little advice Mm -hmm. and a little perspective based on things that she went through. Yeah. He is very precocious and not in a way that is annoying. Yeah. Like he's not a plot mop it, like too cute. He's, he's very like worldly, but not really. And (laughs) And he talks about how his, his dad is having an affair with another guy. And she's like, oh, that must be a lot like coming to terms with your dad's sexuality. And he's like, no, my dad's always been gay. I have two dads. <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't cheating on yeah. my other dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like a, a research librarian named Bruce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I love that part. Um, so this wedding. Yeah, things come to a head when they are all invited to to Noah's wedding and it's on a like cruise ship in Savannah, Georgia. Sure. Yes. Um so they don't realize that and, and Emma under a weird turn of events is taking Logan mm-hmm. of the threesome fame. Yeah. I think she kind of thought the whole thing was funny and was yeah. like I'm just gonna like hang out with this guy I almost had a threesome with. Yeah, because he's feeling lonely too. Obviously, he's without mm-hmm. a girlfriend. They bump into each other. And it's not meant to be a romantic thing between them. It's just like, hey, we'll just offer companionship to mm-hmm. each other. So once the boat leaves the dock, that's when they realize that um, Peter and Anne are there, plus Logan and Emma, plus Noah and his fiance, whose name escapes me. Oh, what was her name? Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Jenny. Like Jenny Weasley. Okay. Jenny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Emma is feeling extremely hurt and angry Mm -hmm. as she should, um, because she got the green weenie of the situation and Peter is, does that mean the green weenie? Yeah. I don't know what its origin is. The green weenie um, was a green plastic rattle in the shape of a hot dog, which when waved at opposing players purportedly put a jinx on them. Conversely, when waved at pirate players, it allegedly bestowed good luck. This is a baseball thing? Oh, okay. My mom just always said it, so I don't know. Okay, so lexico.com says an unpleasant, unfair, or undesirable situation or event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Peter is like nervous that they're all in the same place, but also like very happy to see Emma and like really eager to hear what's been going on with her. And um, she doesn't want to talk to him whatsoever. No. And who can blame her? He like cast her aside like day old bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and screaming is done. Punches are thrown. Um, yeah yeah there's there's a point where it's just it's really shaking Peter and he he goes to Anne he's like why didn't you encourage me with my idea when I when I told you about it she's like yeah I did of course I did he's like no no you really didn't she's Mm -hmm. like what is this about and he basically like goes running across the cruise ship and is like Emma Emma I'm so sorry and Anne's like what the fuck (laughs) he's like yeah we're closer than I let on and Emma's like, no, just fucking leave me alone. Don't push this. And then Noah's like, wait, you all know each other? And so it just really comes to yeah. a head. And Emma 
spills the beans and Peter's like, no, don't do this. But what else is she supposed to do? You know? Um, yeah. The what's jig is his up. expected outcome. So yeah. Uh, punches are thrown. Someone's called insane because she wasn't even in little shop in high school. And um, what? <laughs> no, I was just remembering that. But she killed as the stand-in that one night. She did. <laughs> that performance was real. um and it it ends with emma being like i might be your slow burn you might now be realizing what i meant to you but you aren't mine you Mm -hmm. were so willing to ditch me and uh that night passes roughly for most people involved Mm -hmm. in that altercation but it ends up being good for for peter and Anne. they kind of come to terms with the end of their relationship and the fact that mm-hmm. it can be over and they can still be grateful for what they had together. Yeah. Um, and Noah and Emma have a nice conversation um, that yeah. ends with him saying, don't ever come near my wife. Yeah. He, he was like, the thing is, I don't know why you were trying to get me back so hard when we were together. You didn't even really seem to like me that mm-hmm. much we weren't a good match and she's like you know I think you were right I just wanted the search to be over mm-hmm. um so everyone's gonna go home from this destination wedding turns out that Peter and Emma are on the same flight mm-hmm. as for romance reasons yeah and sitting directly across from each other yeah and this harkens back to a moment early in their friendship where they're watching a movie and I was like I always knew that I would be really in love if someone was my like emergency mask person Mm -hmm. and he's like what what are you talking about and she's like they always say you should put your mask on before Mm -hmm. someone else's and he's like yeah that's because if you don't you're useless to everyone yeah (laughs) she's like yeah but true love would be putting the other person's mask on first he's like no that doesn't make any sense they're an adult person they can put it on themselves (laughs) But this is what it, it holds this meaning for her. Yes. So when they're right across the aisle from each other, the plane hits some insane turbulence, which I personally would not have coped well with. No. The oxygen masks drop. Which I've never experienced and I hope never to, because I might die just (laughs) from the fright. The panic. (laughs) I wouldn't take it well. Um, Peter unlatches his seatbelt. Terrible idea. Goes across the aisle to put Emma's mask on mm-hmm. and then sits down and puts his own on and like puts his seatbelt back on. The plane stabilizes and the pilot's like, no big deal. <laughs> you know, it's all fine. And uh, the the plane evens out and they turn and look at each other with their oxygen masks on and smile because they know that they're each other's oxygen mask person. And that's the end. They don't kiss. I give it six months. <laughs> Why? Why? I think it's six months because she, that gesture, once again, only speaks to his feelings for her, but not her feelings for him, which is what she said earlier, that she might be his slow burn, but he's not hers. So what is the thing that's going to make her go over that hump? I mean, like the Mm -hmm. fact that he did that for her just reiterates that he loves her so she like is now extra convinced and is willing to forgive him because of that I don't know mm-hmm. I mean I guess it could work out um but I feel like they're gonna have a rocky relationship for yeah, a I mean, while it's like 
predicated on subterfuge. Yes. <laughs> not good. Lies, betrayal, um, <laughs> leaning False into identities. their identities. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's also why I enjoy it so much. And I know I've described it this way to you before, but mm-hmm. I like it because they're both scumbags. Yeah, no. And I do <laughs> like scumbags getting a happy ending. That is yeah. a, a flavor that I enjoy. <laughs> Um, and maybe it is just like a happy for now. Yeah. But they did help each other become better versions of themselves. They did. They very much did. And worse versions at the same time. But I do think that (laughs) this was a conversation that I was having with Deanna about Bridgerton and you haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil it, but you don't, but the question to me was did they make each other better or did they just make each other's flaws open enough and like unbearable enough that they finally had to deal with their shit Hmm. what's what is the problem with one of those versus the other because they both end up with them changing for the better right yeah 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 i just wanted more i just wanted Hmm more like I like I like words I like a grand gesture that has a big speech and I think that the movie could have benefited from one more scene to wrap things yeah up. yeah I could agree with that or even with, like a flash forward would have been nice yeah. like an epilogue even mm. if it was a conversation before that because they went from her never wanting to speak to him again to them being on the plane. If they'd had a conversation before that where they'd kind of come to some kind of peace, but she's like, you know, I'm I'm still very hurt. And then mm-hmm. that had happened, then I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Usually I know how I would have changed something, but mm-hmm. something's just not clicking for me. I enjoyed the movie, but yeah, something that makes me not think, yeah. They're meant to be. I think that the mask thing meant so much because he totally did not see it in the same way that mm-hmm. she did before. Mm-hmm. And so now, not only is he making that gesture for her, but he's also seeing things her way mm-hmm. and um, has, I guess, internalized things that he learned from her. Yeah, that makes sense. Putting it that way. I feel pretty good that I could do a worst half. Which would be Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, he's he's worse. He yeah touches her completely. If not for the dishonorable behavior that he showed toward her, then for the fact that like those girls look pretty young. Yeah. More questions should have been asked. Mm-hmm. Don't jump from a second story building into a hot tub because pete davidson is egging you on just shows a lack of judgment how about you yeah it's it's obviously peter but i really i did like him though Mm -hmm. i think yeah i think i liked this movie more than you yeah which is rare usually i like things more um and i do love charlie day i didn't watch uh it's always sunny in philadelphia past like three or four seasons, but I did really enjoy that show, which is a similar thing of like scumbags that you're rooting for. Do you have any other like rom-com recommendations in the same vein or book mm. recommendations? Hmm. Two scumbags in love. 
I got to think about it. I don't think that I would call my characters that I'm currently revising and that you have the first 75 pages of scumbags, but I would <laughs> say that they are pretty flawed people. I, I actually wouldn't even call these two people scumbags up until the point that they decide that they're going to try to sabotage the happiness of their exes for selfish purposes. Yeah, that's um, pretty damning though. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> Yeah, before that, they seem like, you know, pretty decent people. Um, Scumbag romances. Um, This isn't, this isn't a romance, but I think that romance readers would enjoy it because it kind of dissects the, um, it kind of dissects the search for true love and how sometimes you will just settle for like, the opportunity that's presented and it's a cautionary tale and then there is a sequel that again reiterates yeah this was a very bad decision and then shows how the heroine got out of it and she does mm-hmm. end up having an HEA with a character who's introduced so it's it's around there mm-hmm. and um it's Jennifer Johnson is sick of being single by okay. Heather McElhatton and Mm-hmm. The follow-up is Jennifer Johnson is sick of being married. <laughs> it is, both of them are just, I cannot remember any other time that a book has made me laugh so much. And I think that the first one is better than the second one, but the second one came out years after the first one and it still felt very satisfying. I'm not someone who frequently remembers to go back and finish a series mm-hmm. that's incomplete. Yeah. Um I I kept track of what the fuck was happening to the sequel. Yes. Yeah. Because I wanted to know what happened. So that would be my recommendation because um Jennifer is a hot fucking mess and <laughs> she schemes to get with a guy who is a bad dude it turns Mm -hmm. out so how about you do you have any recommendations along those lines yeah I think that if for some reason one has not seen when Harry met Sally that you should if you enjoyed this movie because it is somewhat about timing and like being in the right place um to meet each other Mm -hmm. but uh they are hot messes and Harry's like kind of a scumbag in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And there is a situation a where, yeah, where he like sort of casts aside Sally. Um, so that feels very familiar to this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, frankly, if you haven't seen it, it's like the foundational rom-com. So mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. The other thing that I will recommend that is a little bit of a of a stretch but i do think that it scratches this itch is uh wow mixing metaphors the harley quinn animated series on hbo max okay where harley and the joker have broken up she's voiced by kaylee cuoco and (laughs) they um she's rooming with poison ivy and she decides she's gonna get her own crew and she's gonna make a name for herself as a supervillain in gotham it's hilarious it's obscene uh the voice cast is incredible christopher maloney plays like the most like cracked out 
Jim Gordon you could ever imagine. <laughs> um, just like, you know, a walking bundle of nerves. <laughs> it pokes fun at a lot of the Batman isms. Um, okay. And, you know, the, the relationship between the Batman and the Joker because Harley realizes that the only thing that the Joker ever cared about was Batman. But <laughs> the yeah. reason why I'm recommending it is because Harley and Ivy are a canon relationship in okay. DC. And we see that relationship happen throughout this show. We see it evolve from friendship to more than that and have all sorts of complications toward the end ending with and this is a spoiler but in the promo materials for the next season you see that they're together it ends with them together but we have not yet seen them have a full-fledged relationship so Hmm. you can catch up before the next season whenever that comes out all right smooches you have a long list of tv shows and books and other media to watch if you want to see scumbags in love Thank you. What would be the name of my first book? Scumbags in Love? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Meg, are you writing a book? No. <laughs> are you going to? Um, Maybe when I'm old. Okay. You're going to read my book. That's... Yes. You're going to start there. You're going to read my book and be yeah. inspired. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at makeoutalreadypod, on Twitter at makeout underscore already. You can email us at makeoutalready at gmail.com. Our website is makeoutalreadypod.com. We have merch. None of it is quite as cool as the hat that Meg just put on that says, Ask me about my huge ass. Nice. But it is pretty good merch. So that is one (laughs) way that you can support us. Until next time, air kisses.